If you're having paranormal issues, contact us at mwghosthunters.com. From the files of the Midwest Ghost Hunters. All right, Midwest Ghost Hunters site investigation recorder one. Oh, Dustin, right there. Something just moved behind you. Yes, it did. What the f*** was that? What happened? Something touched my ear, man. This is Dark Matter with Midwest Ghost Hunters. Every now and then we like to do a Q&A. We asked for these a long time ago on the podcast. I think it was Dustin or Ty, one of you guys. It was me. I like it. Yeah, you said, uh, yeah, Cindy, you know, let's get some questions. You know, we can answer some of those. Uh, we did get them, but we didn't ever answer any of them. Um, we got to, you know, you get busy talking about toes. So it was just a Q. <laughs> it, was just, it was just the Q half. Uh, so we can do the A part. Now, like I told you guys before we started, a lot of these questions came from a couple dudes. They just sat down with every question they had and threw them all out there. But we can still go through them. And maybe, you know, a lot of these probably uh, probably going to be questions other people have had at some point along the way. And we can't even pretend to answer them all accurately. Anyway, thank you for uh, downloading another episode. As Hunter pointed out, what are we on here? Ninety. I don't know. We're getting Six. close to 100. 96. 100 episodes. Now, that's just 100 episodes here from Pythian Castle, where we do the podcast. We we did a bunch before this on our old podcast. Those were great. Are those unavailable? Last time I tried to pull one up. I got them all. Uh, John has them, but as far as the listeners go, they can't access them. Well, that's a problem. Why? Because I want to hear them. Oh, well, you can get them. We, we can listen to them from, you know, John has them. I think you actually gave me a zip drive that has them yeah. on it. We can't publish those. We could. I don't know why we would. We totally should. Because they're good. They're pretty good. Remember but when we had the... the psychic on and I just had to like <laughs> lay down? Yeah. And go I don't want to sleep. publish that one. She wasn't even a psychic. She was one of the, uh, she was one of the, I'm not even going to get too specific here, but she was one of the people who does the cleansing and exorcisms. <sighs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. I don't was. even remember what we talked about with her. I don't even remember. She we didn't th- talk about she, anything. She walked us through the process of an exorcism and what happened. So we used to do our podcast from the radio. A radio station in town. They were our like our our platform. But now we do the podcast kind of on our own, and we our platforms are pretty much every major platform out there. Right. I've looked on platforms I've never even heard of, and there we are. Yeah. So so now you know this works better, but we lost our location. So that's why we're here, Pythian Castle. Um, but Which I think is a better location anyway. Yeah, I do too. But that's well, like we were talking about the other night, we could do this from it would we could do this well from anywhere. And I'm not doing saying that to toot our horn or anything, but I'm just saying our location isn't what makes the podcast. It does help, and it's cool that we have activity that happens here as we go. Uh, but that's not what makes or breaks the, the podcast, in my opinion. I think most people, at least when they comment, when they email, most people like the interaction and, you know, the fact that we're not we're not playing an ominous, you know, drone underneath us as we read. That's, 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 that's pornography music. <laughs> what, are those, what were those videos called? Private screenings? <laughs> Remember those? Remember those private screening videos back in the, I don't know. Where, I was thinking that, that like was. a 1970s cop show with that when they're going ready to <laughs> chase someone music. down, yeah. down the high. same down. thing, yeah. Uh, but most people like the, the fact that we don't go into it taking ourselves too seriously. Uh, that's kind of what I've gathered, at least from the people who've emailed. Um, you know, you listen to some podcasts. I listen to one where a dude had almost, he'd almost put on like a fake Dracula accent. Good evening. Yeah, pretty much. It was that with this drone running under him the whole time. But anyway, that's beside the point. We did have, we did uh, solicit some people to, if you, uh, you know, if you have any, and you can do this anytime. If you have a question, you know, specifically about anything we've talked about um, or any of the investigations we've done or any question at all. If you're looking, you know, if you live in uh, Michigan and you're looking for um, uh, a group, we can help you find one. Uh, all you have to do is just email us at uh, uh, 
contact at mwghosthunters.com. These are emails, like I said, th- three or four dudes sent a bunch. I'm just going to kind of look through them. I'm not, I'm not even going to pick them selectively. I'm just going to go through and we can just kind of answer what we can answer. We don't pretend to know everything at all, honestly. I think we know a lot. Go ahead and answer. Um, well, I mean, as far as our what we've experienced, but hell, some of these questions, like what are ghosts made of? Who wants to take that one? Ty. Uh, I mean, the, the, the chicken shit answer is energy. That's what I would probably say. I don't know. Um, yeah, energy, sure. Ectoplasm. I was going to say ectoplasm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go through some of these questions anyway. It may be a question you've had and, and, and couldn't really even think of how to, you know, put it into words or whatever. Uh, but a couple of guys, you know, three or four guys sat down and come up with a bunch. So we're going to kind of run through some of those. Why do houses become haunted? I mean, that's, a, I think, fairly basic. There, there's several ways you could approach answering that. But the very basic one is usually someone has, someone has died there. I think a lot of it, too, could be the fact that the wiring gets bad and causes EMF. You know, that's why I think a lot of older houses are, quote unquote, haunted. Well, that gets into whether are you actually perceiving paranormal activity? Are you perceiving activity that's not there? Or does the EMF enhance your ability to perceive activity you otherwise wouldn't have? That I don't know. That's it a could go either way. Yeah, that that one is one we don't know. I know this much. We've we investigated a house one time. I don't even remember which one it was. But remember, they had converted the garage into a bedroom. Their their fuse box, you know, the uh, uh, the switches. I can't even think of what the hell I'm trying to say. Uh, fuse box, right? Yeah, when you throw a fuse or when you throw a switch was now it used to be in the garage and now it's in this kid's bedroom and he was having uh, paranormal activity all in that one area remember we measured that emf yes oh, it was off the charts yeah that one was very high we did another one where it was very similar they were having activity in a concentrated area and they had a tanning bed inside remember we, the, the tanning bed that yes. was like on the screened in porch and it was like it was a dangerous amount of of emf coming off that thing um and then we did another one in springfield where the uh electric panel was outside the front door. But it was so high that you could actually see the waves yeah. on the video camera. Yeah, the activity came, or I mean, the uh, the EMF came all the way through the house. We measured it with our detectors and it came like three, four feet up off the floor all the way to the carpet. That's a pretty tough question to answer. Why do houses become haunted? A lot of people will think, well, you know, uh, someone committed suicide over there, so now that house is haunted. I mean, that's not the case 99% of the time. No, because you got to remember, just about everywhere you go, somebody has died died Mm -hmm. somewhere in that vicinity at some point in time. You know, even if you go to look at uh, people, I think uh, we'll think of things like uh, our, we've got a, a battlefield, a very famous Civil War battlefield. It's not very far from here. You'd think that area would just be completely full of paranormal activity. And there are some stories of it, but I don't think there's a rhyme or reason that causes paranormal activity like that. I don't think so. I don't either. But speaking of battlefields, if have you ever seen the videos that come out of Gettysburg? There's one in particular I'm thinking of. It is really weird because you see two like see-through dudes in what looks like what would have been, you know, uh the military outfits of the time walk around this his, this cannon that they have. They walk around it. These two guys walk around this damn cannon on this video. That's one of the most odd videos I've ever seen because it's not one of these, you know, the Bigfoot videos when you get into the woods and all of a sudden your right. camera's doing this. It was very still. They were just uh, taking videos of the, you know, the whole place. They weren't even there for any ghosts or anything. They were just videoing all the different landmarks that they were seeing at this Gettysburg. There are photos like that from Wilson's Creek Battlefield, too. I know. And I tried to find some of the. Yeah, there are. I tried to find some of those one time when we were talking about it on the podcast and I couldn't find any of them, but I've seen them. Um, I think I've seen a couple of those too. Yeah, I've seen them over the years. But as far as like them all being compiled in one place, I can't find them anymore. 
Um, that's a that's a long way around to say there's various reasons why a house may or may not become haunted. I wish Dustin Dustin's sick, so he's not here, but he likes taking these because he's one of those guys, and I don't know that he's not correct, but he's one of those one of those people who kind of takes the angle of I'm not even sure these are ghosts we're hearing. That's kind of his thing. He still toys with the possibility, and I'm not saying it's wrong. It very well could be that these could be sounds from I don't know. I don't want to get into something weird like parallel, you know. Uh, dimension or whatever like that just maybe some aspect of science that we don't know about so as far as you know dustin's uh, angle he 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 doesn't ever even call these actually ghosts he did for willard <laughs> yeah that was a little different okay <laughs> but I, was just, I was just pointing out that that even even the grand poobah himself will 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 chime in on that one yeah that's 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 that was that was i don't know what i don't know what you would call that that's that's prob- that question's probably in here. About demons? Yeah. Um, you want to talk about demons, Ty? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we don't, we don't typically go into the demonic aspect. I bet that's going to be in here somewhere. I haven't seen it yet, but we're getting closer here with this next question. What are the signs of a poltergeist? Now, I think all of us have probably seen the movie, and that hits you haven't seen the- Well, you're probably too young, Hunter, to have yeah, seen no. that. Poltergeist, uh, you- were you going to say something about them? Because typically a poltergeist, what does it stand for? It's like noisy ghost. Is that what the the word poltergeist stands for? They're the ones that like know. trick it's, things and stack things and do things like that. It's just a label to like some to describe some sort of activity that's going on. They put a label on something that's like uh, if it does X Y Z, it must be this. Right. That's what I think a poltergeist I think is. We because, had we had that happen one time. Remember whenever we left the room and came back and all sorts of stuff was stacked in that bedroom. I think that was in Republic. Oh, that was that kid's um, bedroom or something. We left and and everything was all stacked up i don't remember i don't remember i'm not saying all i remember all my takeaway from republic was all that shit being thrown off the desk that's all i remember well but this was this may not even been republic this may have been a different house this i think that's another thing people say the stacking yeah it's i think they say it's more like object oriented stuff like throwing and stacking and stuff like that. and i've also heard something that like makes a lot of noise Right. The stacking thing, typically, if there's any kind of paranormal activity and there's shit stacked, they usually call it a poltergeist. I have no idea why. That's how that nowadays people see stacks and they're like, oh, it's a poltergeist. But originally, the term poltergeist did not refer to something that stacks thing. Um, it referred to a different kind of paranormal activity that is actually uh, uh, it, it created by a human. Originally, poltergeist activity was the manifestation of negative energy of a person of a person, typically a puberty age girl. What? Yeah, you can look this up. I'm not what kidding. And we've talked about this on the podcast yeah. before. Typically, a puberty-aged girl, the angst, I guess. And I'm the not emotions. saying that to be... I don't know, man. I had a lot of angst when I was a teenager. Well, everybody. Yeah, ever. that's part of it. I don't know why specifically they say female unless... I, I don't even know. I'm not even going to go down down that road. But uh, but yeah, if you look it up, the original, you know, the term poltergeist originally was meant to refer to activity that was the manifestation of negative energy created by a person. A person gets so, I don't even know. And and what's the threshold? I don't know that either. But a person gets so, you know, and typically it's people who have, you know, anxiety, depressive, or, you know, those kind of issues as well. Um, and this energy manifests itself into a thing. Is that possible? Hell, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just telling you what the historical significance of the word poltergeist is. And that's originally what it was. It's morphed over the years, especially with the movie, into becoming a ghost that makes noise and stack shit. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, you might as well call it a goblin. I don't mess with yeah. the classification stuff personally. But that that's the one determining difference between, in our orbit anyway, you'll hear, you know, like Ed and Lorraine Warren, they would have dis- they would distinguish the difference back then between a dead person or a poltergeist. 
Because supposedly a poltergeist was never alive. It was never human. It doesn't even, it, it's not even a something with, you know, conscious thought. It's just manifestation of negative energy. What, we're not sitting here saying that's what it is. Hell, we don't know. Um, that's just originally, you know, what the, the intended purpose of creating a new term was for. Um, let's go on down here. Some of these we are just not going to be able to answer, but we can we can, we can can kick the can around here if we want. Can I go see you? If it interacts with you, it has to be. I was going to say, we've had interactions. We've had interactions that would point to the answer being yes. And in some cases, like when we're told to get out. Well, and I was going to say, it Willard actually. It actually asked why I was wearing a jacket. <laughs> there was the jacket. Where no, are that's you going? True. Yeah. Where, where are you, are you going? going? And then also, whenever we said, if you got anything to say, this was in the beginning before, you know, anything would really happen. We had a recorder up on the fireplace mantle. And we said, if you got anything to say, say it into this recorder right here. And it was on that recorder that we captured that that really good go home. And something at one point said, I'm in the wall. Do you remember that? That was, was at that? their other house in Springfield. That was also yeah. uh, the Willard people, though. Yes, it, it was. Right. But see, you're going to have to be able to see to know what a wall is. You would have to know. Yeah. What, yeah. Like, I would say in some cases, yes. I, I tend to I tend to say yes as well, uh, because like John said, we had some, there was some reference to the jacket. I, I don't remember yeah. what that Why was. Why is he wearing a jacket? What's with the jacket? I can't or remember what like that, that, but that happened. And then uh, we, you know, with, uh, I don't know, we've just had various things that would make you believe that, you know, that we're also being seen. And when we're exiting a facility at a high rate of speed uh, and it says, where are you going? It has to see that we're leaving. Right. Yeah. So that's, we didn't capture that, but that happened yes oh it most certainly happened actually it is can i can i pull this up and play it i mean i've got this here I, I i'm not good planning on doing this as we go but just since we referenced an evp yeah uh, from willard i've got it here and i can play it um the question was can go see you our tendency is is to say yes because we've had interactions that make it that could, it makes us draw the conclusion that we're also being seen or watched or there's an awareness of our presence somehow and this is the one we were talking about where we said, say anything. If you got anything to say, say it into this recorder. We're going to leave it on the mantle. And this is what we captured. That was it right there. Man, that's so creepy. And that, 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 that audio piece actually continues. There's some electronic anomalies that start happening. Yeah. Uh, we thought maybe it was a printer over in the corner, but yeah. there's electronic stuff that starts happening right after that. Yeah, We're that not going to. That's still, I now have chills. And that was. I, I, did I too, got them just too. That, that was still really it's, cool. It's, it's, um, oh my. Yeah, because that was very clear. A very clear goal. Yeah, that was not good. That was um, not good. Man, that's so weird. That's so weird to hear that again after so long. I oh know, my that's god. Long time ago. Uh, but that was a good one. So yeah, I think they can see you. Um, we'll just say they can. I yeah, I, I'd say yes on that. At least some can. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the rules. I don't know what the rules are on the other side. Once you cross the veil, I don't know what the other side of the veil. Well, rules it depends are. on the thickness of, of said veil. Not the damn veil again. <laughs> we won't go down the veil rabbit hole. Um, let's go on to the next one. Are okay. This this one might be good. Are all ghosts evil? Now that's a good question. People, that's a good question. Some people. Yeah. It depends on your your background, your upbringing. Some people say yes, because you would not believe whenever we say we have an investigation, how many people will email us telling us to protect ourselves spiritually before we go. No. <laughs> so I'm just telling you it happens. Uh, I'm going like, to say that not all are. Um, no, I don't think so, because like we've got the, well, here's the, the, here's the deal. of small children. It, how can like a child I said, be evil? It, it, I know. I know. But the, here's their argument, especially I don't I don't know the different I don't know the different 
um, kinds of Christianity. There's a bunch of different kinds of Christianity, all religions. I can't, I can't even tell you which religion. I would assume, since so many people say this, it's probably Christianity, given where we are. But in the in the in the in Christianity, it said that dead people don't speak to living people. That's what it, that's what's written. That's what it says. So anything that speaks to you is coming from an evil entity. That's why this question is being asked. Well, but Edwin Becker would come back in and say that you can't trust anything that is speaking to you because it could be masquerading as something else. I well, mean, even I know. if it's even if it's uh, masquerading as a little kid, you don't know. You don't know that that's what that is. You don't know. But however, let's take, for example, the investigation we did in Mount Vernon. Me and Dustin heard a little kid in a closet. We opened that closet and there's no, nothing in there but clothes and toys. It's just a small closet. If, if, if demon is mimicking a kid, it never acted upon anything. What was the point? Well, right, and it would it would play with the other little kid too. That we what we ended up thinking it probably was was a child that had passed away uh, because of tuber- tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, yeah, because that house sat on the grounds of the original tuberculosis facility. Right, um, that was our guess because we also caught coughing. Right, um, we caught little kid coughing. I, I'm going to say that that I don't think that every single ghost is necessarily evil because. Here at the castle, we've had all kinds of stuff. I've been here and we've had all kinds of things, but I've never felt anything that was menacing. Well, also, like, we've caught uh, just things saying hi yeah. to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. You know, if I was a ghost and I was evil, I'd be saying, like, oh, fuck you. you right. Know? <laughs> well, and where, and why would the, 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 the Charlie Chaplin one that we've talked about right. from here before, we were talking about that and this thing just chimes in and says, I knew him. Yeah, that's I, not evil. Yeah, I know. And and I, I'm not going to get into a bad habit of doing this, but whenever we reference a specific EVP like that, I almost feel like I have to play it. That's um, fine. I, so, I, so what we're talking about is, are all spirits evil? Our, our gut instinct, at least mine, is to say no. I mean, we have no, uh, there's no way to prove this, obviously. It's all opinion. But in my opinion, I'm going to say I mean, no. May, I mean, it looks, you can also take the angle of, well, you know, it may have been evil. It was just, to, you know, trying to get you to come back over and over and over like we did in Willard until, you know, it does whatever. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Until but it does what? We've been I, doing hell, this for 20 know. years. Well, until it chases you out and laughs. And we've been back to Ashley's house like eight times. Yeah. So this is what we were talking about whenever we made the point of why would it be evil mimicking a kid in a closet or, or a kid coughing uh, just to not act upon it just for fun? Well, this is the EVP that we were talking about that we caught in a residential home in Mount Vernon, Missouri several years ago. And this home sat on the former site of a tuberculosis hospital that was down there. Well, we got recorders all over the place. There's one right there. There's one down there, and there's one right here. That's a a little kid coughing. A lot of people say it was someone outside. But if you remember, on that specific night... It was raining. It was hailing and raining very hard. So if there was someone outside, they were wet. That one's really fucking And there should have been a kid out there anyway. Uh, but anyway, that is the EVP that we were referring to on that one. Uh, we don't really know how to answer a question, are all ghosts evil? If they are, then they're, 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 they're really beating around the bush sometimes because we've only really had one encounter where there was any kind of, you know, oppressive action at all. Yeah, I've never had any yet. Yeah. Um, okay, here's one that, uh, that we, we can probably answer. If my house was haunted, could you remove the haunting? You as in us? I Could think the you means us. It? I think the you means us. No. Maybe with a bulldozer. <laughs> 
Well, and that brings us back to Willard. And we've talked about that before. Willard, Missouri, the the investigation we did, you know, where we had the very oppressive activity happen, that house burned to the ground. Our question has been for years, if we were to go out to that field where that, I assume, foundation still sits, you can't tell because it's all weeded up, but I assume there's, you know, the, the house once sat there. It was a walkout basement home, for Christ's I sake. Think, I think they got rid of all of that. They had dug it all up and filled it in. But anyway, it once sat there. Um, the question is, would you be able to get activity still in that site? even though the structure itself is gone. I'd like to find out. I don't know how we ever will. Um, I don't think, I would say no. I would say whatever is gone is gone because I think it followed them to Springfield. Supposedly yeah, it they, followed her and yeah. it like was stacking stuff at her job, right? Didn't she work at like a furniture outlet after all that? Hell, I don't remember all that. to work. I remember us talking about I that. I remember hearing that it, that it followed them to Springfield or something. It followed to the, them to their home in Springfield because we investigated their home. Well, no, right. even even right. after after they split and she went to a different state and and got a job at like a furniture store, she said it was it followed her to yeah, work. The the, uh, the other the other I Willard think you're right. The other Willard uh, one that we did was similar to that too. It followed them from Illinois yeah. to to there. So I'm going to say that uh, that you if there's a way to if there's a way to do away with that, I was going to say don't forget the basic question was can we remove we can't, we can't do it. But I'm, if if you believe in in the religion side of things, and some people do, others do not. But if you if you do, then maybe that can. Look, we'll be completely transparent here. Once upon a time, when we first started, even even if you believe in the religion aspect, you got to be very careful because there's people out there who will masquerade as something that they can do something that they can't. And I'm not talking about uh, here. Here, I'll just tell you what I'm talking. When we first started out, you know, when I, we, by the time that it was me and Dustin and Tyler and John, the four of us, we would go do an investigation then and then after the investigation if they wanted we would give the homeowners the option of us getting in contact with this certain dude who had told us he had been ordained to do exorcisms and cleansings right but if he was right i don't think he was associated with with catholics though no and i think you need to be to do an exorcism reverend but then he would also and i'm not pretending to know the difference he would also call himself bishop i don't know the difference I don't either, but I think there is a difference. I'm assuming there's a difference, but he went from calling himself reverend to all of a sudden he changed it to bishop. That was odd. Anyway, I'm not going to specifically say who that was, but I will say this. It wasn't on the up and up. What does that mean? It, he did not have the credentials that had, he was running he had shady, claimed. Shady stuff. So we were using a dude to sweep in after us on these. And I've taken all references to his stuff. Because remember, he went to the Willard house after our. Yeah. Uh, and, and did whatever he did there. Well, I've it taken, didn't work. <laughs> no, it didn't work at all. And I've taken all references to him off the website. Are there guys. I will say this. There's a show on Netflix, and I cannot remember the name of it, or even if it's still available, where they, it's a documentary where they actually show the training of these priests at the Vatican who are trained to right. do this. It's a long-ass process to be trained to do it. And some of the stuff that they that they that that you see on that video is pretty shocking. Really, it is. It's odd. I'm picturing, like, uh, some reverence dropping out of a Black Hawk down a rope. Go, well, go, go! Well, no. <laughs> see, and that's, that's, that's the, the way people think of these things happening now is like the movie The Extra. Again, we've got a movie interjecting here, and it's changed the perception of what it really is. The real, you know, cleansings that they've done for hundreds of years in uh, Italy, you have to go there. They don't come to you. You go there. And there's a certain place, you know, in on the grounds where they do these exorcisms. See, I, I would actually believe that a little bit more because, and here's why, the cases that we have run up against that are the most intense, 
these two Willard ones, the thing followed them. So whatever, there's there's a connection to the people. And so if they go yeah. to whatever the this place is and they're going to fix they're going to fix this, uh, I, I would I would give more credibility to that. Well, if you got to go to the Vatican, you're going to have to get on a plane. Right. And, and putting a demon on a plane sounds like a terrible idea. Well, that's what these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a Samuel L. Jackson movie. <laughs> that's the last demons place I on a plane. Demon. Demons on a plane. <laughs> uh, but but no, that's what the, I actually I think it was on the show I watched the priest or who I don't I don't know much about you know I guess I assume priest said we don't exercise places we exercise people I believe that I, think I believe that's true. That. Yeah, but if you watch, uh, Hollywood has muddied that up a little bit. And, and and that's what this guy was saying. He will come cleanse the home. And anybody who's actually, you know, been through this training, I'm not saying it's, it's real or whatever, but anybody who's been through this training would know they don't exercise structures. They exercise people. But he was selling to us that he would we exercise. Didn't that we, we didn't know. know. Right. How, how are we supposed to know well, that? Well, I'm not blaming us. We just didn't know, but we got we got, we got got scammed a little bit. Um. So I'm just telling everybody out there, before you just bring anybody into your house with a decorative robe to make sure they know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. No, I can't remove a ghost any more than I can remove a wart. So, <laughs> no, but yeah, the basic answer to your question is no, we don't put it in a box and take it with us. Here's a good one Are all graveyards haunted? We've talked about that before. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they could be. Intuition would say yes. Are all graveyards haunted? Oh, we'll see. Well, there's more to the question. Are grave? Are, are there's some spelling here? Are graveyards haunted or peaceful places? I would say yes. I don't know. And you can, can it not be haunted and peaceful? I mean, when you think of the word haunted, you know, to a lot of people means scary shit happening. But actually, the word haunted just means the presence of something paranormal and peaceful too. Like it depends whether or not you like people. I don't, so I would True. say no. A cemetery is not peaceful. But I mean, we've done paranormal investigations where it is haunted. But it's it felt fine. But it's pretty peaceful. And I think it would depend on the time of the day that you're. Did you hear that? Yeah, that. <sighs> yeah, that was. Yeah, I, I think did. it depends on the mind. time of the day that you're there too. I mean, I think if if we went to a cemetery right now in the middle of the day, it's not necessarily that that it couldn't be, but there would there there could be times you're going through and there's no paranormal activity. It's almost like you read through these questions because the very next one, did we even answer that one? I don't even know. What was the question? Are all graveyards on? Well, uh, we can say this real quick. We've been to one graveyard twice, one and a half times. Cemetery. I'll call it a cemetery. Is there a difference? I don't even know. Um, we went to a, a country cemetery, you know, Mars Hill, and we caught EVPs. So technically we would consider, and, and there's no way it was human uh, spillover, you know, at all because there's no people out there except for us. We were the only ones there. Yeah. So... Huh? For a time. Well, that time. Yeah. So was it peaceful? <laughs> the second time wasn't very peaceful. It was peaceful until the banjos started playing. <laughs> <laughs> Since we caught EVPs, it would be technically, it would be classified as haunted, but it was still peaceful. To a degree. Well, the first time. I'm talking about the when me and Dustin and Ty went the first time. Oh, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. But was we fine. did catch EVPs. We caught, uh, you know, we even caught a year. And this should be one of those times I go pull up that audio, but I'm not going to go diving in this time. But, but but it is on the website if you want to hear it, mwghosthunters.com. Um, but anyway, John was talking about, you know, the time of day you go. And then the very next question on here, I've lost my place. Um, do ghosts only come out at night? I will say after I've said that, no, they don't just come out at well, night. Well, no, we've heard yeah, no. stuff today. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a hard no. Yeah. I mean, at one point, again, this all comes back to what you're you're accustomed to seeing typically on movies and TV, at least for a lot of us. You only see, you don't ever see ghost hunters during the day. You don't ever see the TV show during the day. You don't see, you know, Zach Baggins usually well, during the day. Because of the veil. 
<laughs> well, nighttime is spooky. well. It, it has more to do with the theater. It's the theatrical aspect. Op- yeah, optics yeah. to it. Um, yeah, flashlights look infinitely cooler than window lit. Especially words. if there's some dust or some smoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I feel like an interesting question is: Does activity get more intense at night? Well, and that's the theory. And they've they, what they've said is: Is it easier to see a uh, what is it? What are what are those? Uh, uh, what are those thing? Those lights that ghosts? Uh, not ghosts. The ships can see. I can't even think of the word now. Aurora borealis. No, the the, the a lighthouse. The lighthouse. Yeah, a lighthouse. Shit. Yeah. What's that? What are those houses with lights in them called? I can't think of that word. <laughs> yeah. No, a lighthouse. Is it easier to see a lighthouse at night or during the day? That's the theory, anyway. Is it takes less energy to be seen or heard at night than it does during the day? Is the theory. I'm not saying I subscribe to that at all because we've heard shit here today and it's not a cloud in the sky out there. Middle of the day. We right. follow that and there's really no reason for it. Um, we do. F- yeah, we do. Um, it's way more fun to do it at night. It is. Uh, it's creepier and we can't really even we the only thing we can compare really to is here the advantage of of doing it at night is that like say this care facility we've been talking about going to right i'm going to say that if you do the investigation during the evening hours your outside external noise pollution and everything else Mm. should be less yeah Yeah, that's for sure yeah definitely true less traffic less people yeah but i'm not not going to say you don't get stuff in the middle of the day there too so the question being uh do ghosts only come out at night we can definitively answer that that is no the reason we do them at night is mainly for the reason john said is contamination is less and what are we going to do and you know in the, i mean it's hard for us to all you know in the middle of the in the in the middle of the day to get together anyway and it's also like ty said it's just that's just kind of the way that's the format you know we go in at night but we also have done them before where you and i have gone in and set up in the middle of uh the afternoon we did that mm-hmm. at Bury Me in Black. You and I got there way early and got everything set up. I actually think that's a good idea, too. Yeah, to, that worked pretty well. When, to me, it lends a place more credibility when they say that it, it's happening at all hours of the day. Yeah. And then, well, I, I, then I know that they're, they're not drawing all of their all of their evidence from, like, Movies. Watching paranormal activity, right? Yeah, and you can you can freak. Did you just what hear that? The hell! I heard that. that. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I, lost, I don't know what that was. I heard it though. It was Kermit the Frog with the flu. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I lost my train of thought on what we were talking about there because that, that's the funniest. I just moved to the next heard. question. Um, okay, yeah, we can move on. Uh, what was that one? That was do ghosts come out at night or all ghosts evil? Can I conduct? Okay, well, can I conduct ghost hunting investigations alone? Yes, I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't see why not. Can you? Sure. I mean, the answer, if the basic qu- uh, question is, can you? Hell yeah. I mean, you can. Yes. You can do anything you want. <laughs> you can really? do anything yeah, you want. Yeah, it's all about if you want to. Go ahead. Now, I don't know that that's necessarily, in 99% of the cases, that's going to be perfectly fine. In the 1%, I would not want to be there alone. Well, I think that what could happen then is he's going to have to make sure he's gathering all of the audio evidence or video evidence because he's going to swear that he heard things or, or she could think that they've heard things that they didn't hear. So the difference between, okay, I should have clarified this. The difference between that first set of questions and this set of questions, the first set of questions, the guy was just asking stuff that was on his mind. This set of questions come from someone who's wanting to start actually doing investigations. And he's asking questions specifically about investigations. Yes. So the next question was, um, are there, okay, well, these are pretty good. Are there any legal restrictions for paranormal investigating? Yes. Yes. Yes, there are plenty. And the answer to that is yes. Yeah. Don't trespass. 
Yes. Well, some of them are obvious. Yeah, you're not going to break you break and enter. You're not going to. Whenever we do an investigation, we don't break any you know barriers. Meaning we don't look through your your uh, drawers and cabinets. There's been stuff left out that's been pretty damn questionable. But it's just been <laughs> out in the stories. Open. Oh, is that what you were thinking about? Yeah. That was left out. We, we, we didn't, we don't go look at it because people, you know, I'm a lot of people are worried, you know, you know, I don't want you to see the medicines in my medicine. We don't even look. Um, I don't however, give a shit. I don't care. No. But when you leave a, a silver foxtail butt plug on the coffee table <laughs> next to the mustard and ketchup, I know. I'm going to see that. Why was there mustard in the living room? And the handcuffs, co- dude. Like there were handcuffs and there was. It's fine. It's fine. What did you say? What did you give a brand name there? What did you call it? It's a foxtail butt plug <laughs> with a usb port it's a butt plug with a foxtail how, how did you recognize the name brand of that? <laughs> how do you know that it's not a brand it's not a brand it's a mean? butt plug with a foxtail on it oh oh okay well, well yeah it, how it, could you not tell the difference <laughs> It had a USB port. Now, now keep in mind, we, I, miss, I miss this investigation. <laughs> yeah. Why did it have a USB port? I don't. <laughs> okay, let me back up a little bit. I think it was just me, you, and Dustin. It was an apartment. It was a greasy ass butt plug, is what it was. <laughs> it was an apartment complex. Now, let me just kind of set this up a little bit here. We went to this apartment complex. We were leery about doing an apartment, they, an apartment, but they really wanted to do it. A man and a woman, a husband and wife, lived there. No kids. It was just them. And we go in, and she gives us the the, the uh, daytime tour of the apartment. It's a pretty big place. We went and looked around. First thing we notice is there's a naked portrait of her mm-hmm. in the like living room. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. fine. Whatever. Fair we enough. Don't, we don't Be care. proud. We, we weren't judgmental of that at all. We don't even care. We didn't even notice some of the other toys and stuff sitting around until later that night when we're sitting there waiting for something paranormal to happen. You know, you're just kind of looking around your surroundings. And that's when I think Tyler first spotted an instruction manual, a trifold instruction manual laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he picked it up and it was for this mm-hmm. butt plug. <laughs> It has a manual? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was laying on the floor, and, you know, he's looking around the coffee table. We're not looking in any drawer. We're looking in open space, okay? This is just stuff we didn't see when we were there earlier. Because we're sitting on the couch just kind of waiting for something to happen, and, you know, you're looking around, you know? And it's sitting on the coffee table, and it has a USB port wire hanging on it. That is confusing to me. But, so, I don't care what you do. What's you're into, but if I'm gonna have a plumber come plumb or or an HVAC guy come do his HVAC stuff, probably gonna put my butt plugs up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least put it out of sight. But these people, if you would have met them, you would have seen they didn't care. But that's fine. Which, Which is, is fine. That's perfectly fine. It, it's really admirable. Honestly, yeah. They were, I mean, even... And they were cool people. Oh, yeah. They were perfectly... But this wouldn't have bothered them at all. But you know that butt plug was used because it was on the coffee table. I know where it was, yes. <laughs> I know. I know how the angles all work out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. So uh, yes, there are there are yeah, legal. What was the question? There are legal things you need to stay away from. How do we go from legal well, issues to butt plugs? Well, I know. So that that doesn't really <laughs> tap into the legal issues. But what I was going to say that does is uh, when we first did, and I hate to keep going back to this, but this is how we keep cycling. Is when we did that investigation in Willard, Missouri. It makes it sound like we've only done like one or two investigations. We've done a ton. Yeah. It just so happens these questions are are being leading back to that specific Everything area. Everything happens there. When we. First 
first did that investigation, am I thinking of the right one? Yeah, you're right. They The, the homeowners, I put that in quotes, didn't tell us they were renting that place. They gave us permission to put anything we collected on the website. They did. We didn't realize there was a landlord out there. And, and we he didn't, didn't want that. <laughs> we didn't realize till later that the landlord was going to threaten us with legal action if we put that on the website. Which is fine. That's his property. I know, but we didn't know he existed. No, we didn't know that. So that's stuff you got to know. The deal I finally swung with him after he, you know, it, it was he was pissed. But after it calmed down a bit is what if we take off all identifying markers? There'll be no outside shots. There'll be nothing that'll identify the place. All our pictures were taken at night anyway. And he said that would be okay. So we never gave the, even for the first 10 years this was on the website, it didn't even give a town name. It right. just said in Southwest Missouri. So now that the house is burned down, you know, we put it all up there. Right. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to be renting that. It's all up there now. Um, but, but, but there for a while, you know, so that's one of the things we have to ask when we do an investigation is do you own the home? And I'm sure there's other things too. I mean, you can't be like, for instance, here in town, we've got the Galois Theater, which is a haunted location. You know, it's, it's a well-known haunted location in, in, in the state of Missouri and it's here in Springfield, Missouri. And I called them a while back and asked them if we could do an investigation. And the guy said he's shut off all paranormal investigators investigators because the last people that, that were there trashed the place. Right. Which I don't exactly know what means, but I know whenever we do an investigation, whether it's a home, a business or wherever, you can never tell we were there when we leave unless it's accidentally leaving a battery behind. I mean, that's, that's one of the things we do whenever we leave is to make sure it looks like it did when we arrived. So, you know, there, there, I mean, there's other things too. Like, could you, could you get injured? Um, could you, could there be accidental property damage? There is stuff like that. Uh, that could come up. The legal restrictions could go on and on because hell, people are so crazy about all kinds of stupid shit. So anyway, yeah, as far as the legal part goes, you got to vet your locations very well. There's a lot of, I mean, hell, 85% of the people who contact us for an investigation, we end up referring it out to another group because we don't feel like it's the right thing for us for one reason or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's things that are not even, there's not even legal reasons that we won't go to somewhere. Sometimes it's because it's straight up hazardous. Well, yeah, th- there's that aspect and then there's also, and this is probably veering off the original question, but there's also the aspect of a lot of times what they're explaining to us sounds like it might be like uh, mental, mental illness. illness. Yeah. So we'll refer that, you know, that kind of stuff to someone else. But anyway, hopefully that answers at least. I'm sure there's a million different legal restrictions that could come up for doing paranormal investigations. Our advice on that is to, to vet your locations very, very well. We've learned that over the years, not because of legal problems. Well, and it took years. I know. To learn how to vet. Well, it's hard when you first start out because anybody who contacts you, it's going to be like, yeah, let's go. Let's go do that. And that's what we did. We did every location that contacted us. Now we're a little more selective. We can be. But yeah, you got to really vet your locations well. Look for a couple things. And we're not saying, you know, that the people who have mental illness don't deserve some kind of attention, but their attention needs to be, you know, medical first rather than, you know, coming in and perpetuating that issue by doing a paranormal investigation as the first uh, response. Yeah. Like, oh, you're hearing voices. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Because then as soon as you find one piece of evidence, they're going to assume, well, I'm normal. This is just what's happening. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't need, use I don't normal, need help. But yeah. Yeah, that, that's a better way to put it. I don't need help. This is actually what's happening here. Okay, uh, let's go on. So this is the guy who's wanting to get into paranormal investigating. There's lots of questions in here, so, uh, such as what equipment do I need? We've answered that before. Yeah, what? I always recommend focusing on the audio recorders and get the good audio recorders. Um, there's a couple of, of questions that would be fun to answer. That I, What do I do if I encounter something paranormal? What, what, Document it. That's the back question. What should I do if I encounter something paranormal? Document it. Document it. What you should do and what you 
you do do aren't always the same thing. My first we'll instinct used to be to run. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you have a choice. Are you going to stand your ground or shit your pants? <laughs> um, <laughs> so as far as what you should do, like I said, what you should do and what you do do aren't always the same thing. Because you can tell yourself, I don't care how many times you can tell yourself, well, I wouldn't run out of there. I would still, you know, what I would do is I would, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm big man. Um, that's easy to say. However. There, there's a difference between hearing hi and then hearing a pterodactyl growl. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So what you should do and what you do do aren't always the same thing. And when you're in the, and when you're in the beginning and you're not at all used to hearing these kind of anomalies popping up, uh, pop up, there's no way to answer what you should do. You do whatever your instincts tell you to do. And then over time, you'll eventually acclimate to it. This is, let's see, I'm going to go on. Uh, there's basic stuff like, can anyone become a paranormal investigator? Yep. Yes. Most people who become paranormal investigators have regular jobs like we all do during the week. And they do this either as a hobby or whatever on the weekends. Our hobby just became a little bigger than a lot of people's. So the answer to that one is yes. Uh, how do I analyze the evidence collected during investigations? That's a pretty basic question. It doesn't specify what kind of evidence they're talking about. One, I would recommend not reviewing that evidence on site. Uh, I would do it afterwards. That way, you know, you, uh, you're, you're completely neutral. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen back. I know that we do a lot to, to hear things, but I think that you'll probably get a better feel if you do everything after the investigation, especially if you're just starting off. We do it to confirm. Yeah, as I was say, usually it's confirmation too, for us whenever we do it on site. And that's something we've only, back in the day, we never listened to anything. Well, until, we, could, we couldn't either because our, our equipment was not great and our experience was well, and Little. also, yeah, and we didn't have much equipment. So if we shut one off to listen to something and something happened during that time, we just didn't catch it. Which ha has happened. Yeah. Which is why I would suggest for the people just starting off to not do it. I would right. say if you're just starting off, review your evidence afterwards. And we've said this before when it comes to analyzing EVPs. It's kind of like those, those 90s magic eye posters. You kind of have to develop the ability to listen behind. Uh, and it's hard to describe what that even means. That's why, to, that's why we'll find stuff 10, 15 years Later. Oh, I know. We found stuff that we missed a long time ago. Like when we did our old podcast at the radio station, we have those giant speakers in that, you know, in that radio studio, and we would listen to some of these old EVPs that we, we'd captured, and we were like, wait a minute. I mean, one said something completely different than what we thought it yeah, said. It said burn in hell. We thought for years, for a fucking decade, we thought this thing just said burn. We didn't know until we listened to it on the speakers in that studio at a pretty high volume that it actually said burn in hell very clearly. And there's a difference in those two. <laughs> yeah, the the meaning of those two are very different. Um, I mean, I've noticed that I've been able to hear stuff more clearly. Like when I started in November, I was every time you guys played an EVP, I was like, can't uh, hear yeah, shit. I know. Can't and that's the way it. it is for everybody. You have to listen like behind. And I don't know how to, that doesn't even make sense to say. But you like whenever we play a, an, an EVP from that we capture during our podcast, don't listen to what we're saying, you know, on the recording. Listen, you know, tune that out and listen a layer behind that. That's where you're going to hear, you know, that kind of stuff popping up. And that's kind of, that's something that can't be taught, but it's something, it's an ability that everybody can develop. Picture uh, photo uh, analysis is something I'm not very good at. Um, we've caught photo anomalies before that hell it takes me it takes an act of congress for me to be able to see them but then I when like i do them. well but then when i do see them it's all i can see um and then there's some that just jump right out well your eyes can like, create i know there's ma too. matrixing like, yeah and I, I don't like looking at photos because that photoshop is so oh i know like it it's just, it's not conclusive for me 
Yeah. And I think photo anomalies that are not paranormal related are also, they feel like they're more common. Oh, there's, like, yeah. Burns well, in the I mean, camera or something. Well, yeah, someone who's a novice at Photoshop can sit down and make something somewhat you don't convincing even need to somebody. Yep. I could download 10 apps right now that'll pop a ghost in a picture for you. And you can set the, how opaque you want it to be. So it can be super tricky because you can make it almost invisible. I could do that on like MS Paint. Pretty <laughs> yeah, easy. you can. You can. <laughs> they have apps now that have all these bells and whistles on them where you can stick a ghost anywhere and we've had people send us these pictures and we had one in particular where someone said they took a picture I sent it to you guys a long time ago someone I took this picture at Mercy and I got to look I used to work at Mercy Hospital and I got to look at it and I was like that doesn't even look like Mercy you know where would that be and I got to looking at it and that is not a picture that was even number one taken at Mercy and number two I found the exact ghost on an app that they stuck in there um, so that kind of stuff happens a lot that's getting off kind of on a side tangent here as far as the original question goes of how do I analyze the evidence it's just a matter of developing an eye and ear we tend to take EVP evidence a little more seriously than than pictures that's because that's where our background was at was in audio yeah um i'm trying to think of a of a picture that we've got and we really don't have there's one any the hat man oh shit yeah we yeah that that one i'll never i've still got that one saved yeah um that one i'll never be able to explain that one's bizarre that is not and i've taken that one and put it into into photoshop and zoomed in on it to check for layering there's none there i can't explain that is it the one at Fairgrove? No. No. This um, is the one that was sent to us. It was one that was oh, sent to photo, us. photo, not video. Yeah, this My is bad. a photo. Yeah, this is a photo that was, and I'll bring it up here and I can actually show it to you too. It's not going to be very, here it is right here. Um, this was a picture right there. That is a picture that was given to us, taken by this lady's family member. This lady in this picture passed away. After, soon after this. Uh, but this picture, you zoom in on it, and there is, there's no layering anomalies there. I've looked. I think that's a legit deal there. It is probably one, If like I've said before, if they come out with a, a paranormal textbook, this should be on the cover. Yeah. Because it's the damnedest picture I've ever seen. The question was, how do I analyze paranormal evidence? And the, the, the answer is pretty vague as far as, you know, you developing an ability, ability to do it. There's some evidence that I still to this day can't, can't really well, do. Well, and I think you also have to approach it from a standpoint of not trying to prove that you found a ghost, but trying to say, is there something else that could cause this? And that's a yeah. hard thing to do, especially when you first started, because... But especially with pictures, too, yes. because light can do some weird well, stuff. And, and even audio, you have to be careful, too, because of reflection, uh, throat noises, any number of things can cause sounds. And you have to, you have to, to go through the <clears> process of, I'm going to get rid of every single thing. And if you're somebody who just started off and you want more than anything to capture ghosts to show that you didn't waste your weekend, uh, it's... <laughs> It's hard to do that. Yeah. When you first start out, you're really wanting to build up your, your you know, your portfolio. Right. Um, so it's it's easier at that point to say, well, it's got to be a ghost. Yeah. You know, it's got to be. And there's no other thing it could be. When in reality, there's a million other things it could be. Um, that's hard to do. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Throwing out evidence is the hardest thing that we do. Um, like we said on the last podcast, there's one piece of evidence. We're, the yeah, Chris one and I have EVP. Been, Chris and I have been going back and forth on this thing. We've for, been working over for months yeah. trying to trying to fall on one side of the fence or the other and then he'll he'll show up and he'll say oh yeah well i finally found it i've proved this and then i will come in with a wet blanket and just toss it on there <laughs> so yeah. so that's one of the that's one of the hardest things to uh to do is to get rid of evidence and we've thrown out some stuff that could very well have been legit we just can't be 100 percent sure um let me go on let's see which one of these haven't we read yet um how can i find haunted locations to investigate this is from the guy who wants to do investigations how did we do that <laughs> i just don't even kinda, remember just kind of let people call like in us the beginning we, we, we relied on people we knew to get us into certain places. And then from there, you know, you, we got uh, we got listed on the uh, the uh, um, 
paranormalsocieties.com, that worldwide network. Places like Pythian Castle will let you rent and come in. Yeah. And you're fishing there in big fishing holes. Yeah, so if you, you've got money, yeah, if you've got some money to spend, you can do it that way. You can come to like Pythian Castle and you can, you know, you can rent the place out for the overnight. You can go to the Missouri State Pen. I'm talking about people obviously in the state of Missouri. Um, there's these type places in every state. Um, so yeah, if you got money to spend, yeah. it's, hotels it's have got easy. like places. Yeah, and the stuff Crescent like that. Hotel yeah. down there. Yeah, I think well, maybe they don't do that anymore. But uh, you know, just those kind of places. But a lot of people who are doing this don't have you know the hundred and eighty dollars per member. To to um, well, to it's win. just him. It's 180 well, bucks. I wouldn't pay that anyway. I know that's that's pretty high. I mean, uh, it's a lot, but I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want to go, it, it's kind of the difference. Do you want to fish from a stock pond or do you want to go out and fish from the lake? You know, I mean, you know, I mean that's kind <laughs> yeah, of your deal. Yeah, and we we chose the we chose the lakes, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying that there are there are stocked ponds you could use. Yeah, we would do. You know, there in the beginning, we would do many investigations before we'd stumble across one EVP. And stock ponds are fine. That's just about catching the fish, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're fine. I mean, you know, if you do enough, once you do enough of those, you're going to start catching some stuff. And then if you analyze it well and uh, and debunk it even better, then you'll start getting your portfolio built up. It'll just take a little bit of time. Um, really, that's as far as the other questions in here, we've really addressed a lot of these many, many times uh, in the past. And some of these are just like like this one. Can I can I join a, a ghost hunting team or organization before I start my own? I mean, sometimes I mean, uh, not to be rude, but not not ours. I mean, I'm not saying that to be rude to the person but we you know we we've closed It'll off just depend depend on the groups that you're looking no, at no we're done well we've closed i mean we've closed off yeah we're done you talking about new members oh yeah yeah we've closed it close we well we were never when we've added new members we've never been looking for one um we've just had little things that we've needed here and there did you hear that yeah yeah that. yeah <laughs> plus we haze We haze new members, yeah. But a lot of groups, believe it or not, will, for a $25 donation, let you join them. Per time you're out with them? Per per investigation, yeah. Wow. Um, A lot of groups will let you do that. We don't. I mean, that's the number one question we get is what do I have to do to to join you on an investigation? And the answer is we don't we don't do that for a variety of reasons. There's nothing nothing personal against you. There's nothing you could do. No, nothing personal against anybody. Well, I wouldn't say nothing. No, there's nothing. (laughs) No, I'll say nothing because you don't know the person and you don't know the liabilities that you're bringing. And yeah, and we definitely don't. I heard that. (laughs) We definitely don't do anything where any money's exchanged because once you start exchanging money, then that really muddies up any investment investigation you do regardless of who's doing the money exchange uh, but there are groups out there i've been to their website where it's like for a 25 dollars donation you can join us for you know this investigation and i'm not talking about like the group style stuff they do here at, at uh, pithy and castle i'm talking about just going to a house a lot of groups will let you go if you pay them you know the 25 dollars plus yeah. i wouldn't want to be involved in something like that because you get into all kinds of going back to the whole legal thing with liabilities and everything else I well just... and we've had that happen we've talked about it before we had a tag along one time come with us oh i remember that the we none of us invited that we didn't know was coming i remember her um and that ju- that just didn't go very well no not at all um it just didn't um for you know for, yeah you're gonna have people bring in like their crystals and their rosaries yeah. and i'm just not i'm cool no yeah sorry that and you know jumping in the middle of 
you know, taking over the EVP taking session, over the EVP session, and then mm-hmm. telling me the way that ghosts respond and what ghosts do and everything else. Yeah. I'm like, oh, really? I didn't know that. And then we're looking at you know me and John are like, who the fuck is this person? I don't even know who this is. <laughs> who is this girl? Um, but anyway, uh, you can. The question was, can I join another you know group or organization? The answer to that you know actually is yes. I'm sure, you can. There's some you can you can go on ride along. That's what they call it. They call it a ride along. But you just have to you know fish around till you find one that'll do it. A lot, of, a lot of groups won't, but some do. If you have any kind of question that you want to ask, you can you can email it to us. Contact at mwghosthunters.com. And, you know, we played a few EVPs here along the way that we've captured over the years. Those are also on the website, mwghosthunters.com. Just click on that investigation link at the top of the page. And more Dark Matter is on the way next week from Pythian Castle in Springfield, Missouri with Midwest Ghost Hunters.